Greetings and welcome to Nodcast with Nod founding members Paddy Shine and Chris Haslam. Nod bless. All right. Tony, Tony Cutroni. My, my, my. Hey, How are you, yeah. brother? <laughs> good, good. Sweating. Hi, Tony. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Nice to see you. Hey. <laughs> so you're, sweating your, you're sweating your ass off over there in Rome yeah. at the moment. I have a fan just this wind. You can see my hair and uh, it's yeah. like... <laughs> Marilyn Monroe style. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony, t- Tony, what we usually start off with is just get you to give a little bit of information about uh, what you do um, over there in Rome and beyond, because you're not just based in Rome, you travel a lot playing music. So for our listeners, uh, tell us a bit about yourself, man. Okay, we can start saying the. I mean, let's say that the relation with you guys would not uh, start 10 years, 11 years ago when I brought you to yeah. Rome, because one of the things I do is organizing and promoting shows in Rome. So back in that age, I used to have a venue called Del Verme. And, uh, and once I had not playing there was, I think, 2012, probably. Yeah, I can't remember. It might have even been 2009, 10, Nine. Uh, 10 yeah. 11. We opened this <laughs> venue in 2009. So oh, maybe it was 10, was right after the opening, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it was 2010, I think, at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Dalverme, what a great place. So, yeah. So that's, let's say, where, where we met the first time. and where everything started between us. <laughs> and then, yeah, besides organizing shows, uh, I play music and I have my solo project called My, 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 uh, which is something that brought us again together because, yeah, we did something together, a couple of tour and the recordings uh, of an album. And uh, so let's say My, My, My is the other chain that brings me me to you <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah so yeah this is more or less what i do I, i'm a drummer actually at the end my 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 is an electronic project but i play drums in uh in other projects as well and uh yeah all i do is mostly music like booking shows in rome running venues which yeah right now is not happening because after covid uh we close our last venue la fine which where you came as a duo, you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and that's a shame that that's closed because that was a pretty special little venue that Lafina yeah. was. So it was Lafina was like um, the kind of upstairs bar section of a, an old cinema. Am I right? But or an old theater? theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the format was opening when the theater was finished. So at the end of the theater, we were changing everything. You know, the light. And uh, the mood, we were like just setting up uh, the PA and having shows which had nothing to do with the uh, theater life. So La Fine, at the yeah. end of theater, used to bring us in the in the night of the yeah. Roman center because was deep in the center of Rome. Remember near the Colosseum? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like right in the center, kind of right in the tourist zone where you'd least yeah. expect sort of weird stuff to be happening. Really, it was. 
And was it was the bar like really? From what I remember, it was like kind of like ornate Art Deco kind of style, like. It's like, oh, it's, like it's like a David Lynch film. It's like a David Lynch film. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, that was our mood. Was like, I mean, the theater used yeah, to just, have this this red moquette on the floor, and then we yeah. just went on the direction. So we put all this uh, velvet tent around, which the theater used to have too. But we put it a lot of like red tent or green tent, all velvet, and then this neon. You remember, like, La Fina, the name of the venue is, like, this neon yeah. logo. Yeah. Uh, stairs and uh, some other, like, neon made by friends, artist friends, like, with weird decoration. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of a lynch mood. Uh, sounds pretty well to me. <laughs> <laughs> Even because, yeah, it was this theater. And when it was, like, finishing the the piece, all the old people looking the show were going out and looking at us like I don't know like aliens or like weirdos or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then our was people cool. was coming and was like a cultural shock for them <laughs> but, yeah yeah it it worked really well man it worked really well from what I, I remember we were only there once but I remember thinking it was very cool and so what what do you like after Lefine, how did you do put on shows in Rome, or how, have you just been doing pop up venues, pop up events, or has uh, it just I, finished completely? No, no, we kept. I mean, we had a couple of years of break for the COVID, which in Italy was pretty pretty bad. So, like yeah. for a couple of years, was really kind of impossible to book shows. Then we booked some like illegal concert. Like some illegal parties, we we kept Rome alive somehow, even if it was not possible for the law. But we did yeah. it. Rome, Rome. I have to say that the Roman underground reacted really well to to the COVID. In that sense, we there was always something to do in the scene and uh, in uh, uh, in the east of Rome, let's say our area, Pigneto, this zone. Cool. So, yeah, like for example, there were there's Pamfula, there's pretty well-known venue where I brought you once too. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> we, finished yeah. There. We, had a great, we had a great time there, man. Yeah, I love that place. And uh, they were doing like a radio show during COVID, but uh, you could go there and then stay there. And sometimes it was not just a radio. There was people playing. And uh, I mean, sometimes you could stay there even after the, uh, you say, when the curfew. Yeah, the curfew when you had to go back home, you could stay there like till 5 a.m. where the curfew was finishing, you know. And I mean, not partying, just sharing our life with people like we used to do yeah. before COVID, and COVID was not possible. So, I mean, something like that happened, and uh, we did something. But yeah, the venue closed and closed really bad because. Uh, I mean, at the end, we had to pay some rents and the people working for us. So we lost a lot of money. And the Italian government was not really helpful with this kind of culture, let's say, yeah. which in Italy is not yeah. even called culture. So, you know, theater had some money, the big venues for pop music had money and cinemas had some money. But venues like us, like, it's really ridiculous. Like, we had. 5,000 5, euros 
like I don't know, which <laughs> was ridiculous, and we closed the five thousand euros for two years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, for how many people? How many people involved in your like association or your crew? Or? Uh, let's say it's me, Giacomo, and then uh, Nero. This uh, is a book editor which works with us. And uh, but let's say we are three. But with five thousand to pay expenses, that was nothing. Like the rent, only the rent was like four thousand euros a month. So it was not even wow. a couple of month of rent. And so. Yeah, after that, we just try to understand how to, to face the situation. And now when the COVID finished, we, we sneak around in more, let's say, institutional situation. So we start booking shows in the open-air place of a theater during summer and in a contemporary art museum during winter. And uh, this became our new venues a bit but we were not our venue we were just i was doing our direction and giacomo my mate was doing let's say the venue manager something like this and uh we survived like this right after covid wow wow and and is that coming to an end now is your your is your are you going to carry on putting on events in rome or are you moving on uh, we're still doing it. Uh, I'm not really focused on that now because I'm pretty busy with music, which makes me happier. So uh, I'm booking yeah. less shows and we have the places where we can do it. So when there's something that I want to do in Rome, like some good stuff, we do it. And then we have this little bar in the center of Rome called the Baronato Quattro Bellezze. It's a weird name, long, weird name. Uh, but it's like it's like our studio of uh, our project called Salo. It's this other project we have all dressed as uh, I don't know, like as Renaissance bad guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, and uh, what's the name of that group again? Say Salo. the name of the group. Salo. 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 Okay. And you guys, did you, you guys played at the at Venice Biennale, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, How was that uh, show? It was, was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It was in this old building of Venice in a, in a courtyard with all columns around. And uh, it was pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> a good cool. one. I, I love to play with Salo because it's, it's really like a performance. And I play drums again, so I'm again playing really an instrument. Nice. Yeah. Sweating, sweating when I play, and it's something I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and of course. Then it's a kind of big band because we're five, sometimes six. We do some shows with two drums as well. Like my drum is the complete drum and then percussion or like other stuff. Then two guitars, bass, synth, uh, the singer. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty wild. All dressed. Yeah, uh, I've, I mean, I've they, seen videos. Yeah, the imaginary is this, it's really this Roman Renaissance, you know, where the church used to burn heretics and witches. And uh, we are on that side, obviously, not on the church side. So, what kind of music is it? Sorry. What well, kind of music it, is it? 
It's a big mix. Mostly, like, there's some, like, rock part, which is kind of a really long crowd psych okay. yeah. songs, like 10, 12 minutes, tracks, really hypnotic. Some other stuff is really, like, droneish ambient soundtrack style. And then mm-hmm. we have this Roman folk style, which is called Stornelli, Stornelli Romani, which okay. is, you know, the guy playing guitar and saying all the trouble of his life and uh, love <laughs> If uh, everything happens and it's called Stornello, mm-hmm. and uh, we put it like in a really like weird way, obviously, it's totally yeah, yeah, revisited, but yeah, nice, cool. We'll put some links up in, um, with the when we go live with the podcast so people can check that out as well. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen some videos and, and stuff of it, and it is pretty wild. It's uh, yeah. it's, a, <laughs> it's a proper it's a proper show. It's yeah, a proper yeah. show. And our and, first and is coming in September, so we're we're ah, getting planned. Cool. <laughs> cool. And who's releasing? Who's releasing that? Uh, it's a brand new label. I mean, it's called Kubo Raum. Kubo with K. Kubo Raum. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it, actually, they're uh, f- like more in the fashion. They do like glasses. This glasses, like for example. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! But so, yeah. they're really. They're really connected to music because they do like art residency and music residency. Residency they did with uh, Valentina Magaletti one too, and with other people. I mean, they do really good stuff since years, and now they decide to start a label. And since we did, uh, yeah, like a residency for them, some other stuff together, collaboration, they decide to have us as like the first release. Nice. So it comes out on this Kuburam edition, which will be yeah the first release of the label. So it's like uh, a fashion, wow. like, sorry, a fashion label that is now a record label, or do they yeah. still do fashion? Yeah, they still do it, and uh, you know they just put addition to the name. So if you have to deal with Kuburam, they do glasses and fashion, and right. a Kuburam edition will do the releases, which can be even like books because they deal a lot with the art as well. So oh, it's going to be like vinyls. And this will come out as a double vinyl and in a pretty... Yeah, so you're, you're really in there with the art crowd then, I guess, and the fashion crowd, which is, uh, that's cool. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a cool scene to get to play the Viennale and play it as like these 17th century fucking kind of, <laughs> death, you know, the fucking... <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining you in the 17th century with like all, you've all got syphilis and you're all fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- reading your read, reading your poetry out to ever whoever will listen to it. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. That's the mood. That's cool. And tell me, do you still do you still love doing my 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 as well? Yeah, my 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 yeah, still still working. And yeah. now, I mean, my last album came out one year ago. So now I'm more focused on solo things, but I'm still playing festivals and I will do some shows in Europe in, in the fall. And I recorded this album with uh, Lino Capravaccino, this old Italian musician. I mean, it's, it's like called like a maestro, you know, it's, he plays vibraphone and piano. And he used to play in the 70s with, uh, with Battiato. Franco Battiato and the experimental music scene of the 70s in Italy. Uh, now he's 80 years old. Oh, okay. 
And uh, last summer we did a residency for a festival in Sicily called the Ortigia Sound System. And um, they gave us like a church in the center of the town where we put all our equipment and stuff. And we use it as a studio for two weeks. And uh, and we did a live for them and we record what, uh, what we made. And this album is coming out in uh, November. So Cool. Cool. Yeah, I saw some videos that you put up on your Instagram uh, of that residency, yeah. and it looks it looks really, really good, man. It looks very yeah. interesting. Then Lino is great because I mean, it, he comes from the golden age of the Italian music, and uh, he's a great guy. Is yeah, he's eighty, but uh, I think he is more young than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we were in Sicily and I was like, hey, Lino, we should go back home. Now it's late. Uh, you know, tomorrow we have to be in the studio. It was, now nah, let's drink some other thing with the guys. You know, and I was super excited to be with young people, uh, super interested in music again, talking with them. So, yeah, once like I brought him up, I brought him home at four. I am like he <laughs> was wow. still like in the mood for party. <laughs> wow, oh, that's that's great. It's great when you meet people like that as well. Eh? Like the older guys or the old, the older, the older people who are still like still got that kind of youthful energy and are, are still at it. I find that very inspiring. When you meet, yeah, yeah. like it's like like the guys from Faust or like. Charles Hayward or whatever these these dudes have been doing it a long time and they're like they've not lost the the zeal for it you know they it's, uh, it's good to see in action yeah I, I mean with my yeah for sure my 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 I'd say would be probably the most well traveled solo project <laughs> you're, you're 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 always playing and I think like nearly. You know, when any city we go to, people will say, we might mention, oh, yeah, my, my, my played here last week or whatever. <laughs> we'll nearly always have a conversation with somebody in every city where they say, oh, yeah, my friend Tony. And we go, what, Tony Catroni, my, my, my. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know him. We're like, yeah, yeah, of course we know him. But you do get around a lot, don't you, with my, my, my. You're basically, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, in everywhere. Yeah. I try to play as much as I can because at the end, I mean, I love to play around and being alone is pretty easy because you can fly in, fly out. And I bring like my my suitcase. It's like easy at the end. It's not having a van and six people with you. So yeah. I love to do it. And, uh, you know, the guys from Swamp, they can be a really good booking. And uh, so yeah. that's all like a chance there's always like a festival somewhere and then they book two three shows around and uh i like to do it it's and it's money at the end so it's the way i pay the yeah. rent more or less which yeah, man. is all style and yeah. and yeah that's that's it i love it even sometimes uh, people say oh, you're not tired to play around i mean at the end it's playing like three, four, five shows a month. I mean, for me, it's not even a lot. It's just fun. It's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've got, you've definitely, My 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 has definitely got its own sound, you know? It's like, 
it's one of those things that if you've been doing it for so long and traveling for so long that like people know the sound of my 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 i think I, I I know I do anyway. I know for sure if I hear something, it's like, oh yeah, I know that sound. That's my 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 for sure. <laughs> you you you've you've nailed you've nailed down that aspect of it as well, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean I hope so because it's really yeah. one of my goal, like to have something that you can listen to and say, okay, I know what is it, and it's my my yeah. my. It's, it's something yeah. really personal. I think you've that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, then, I think you've achieved. I think you've achieved it, mate. Definitely. You know. Then when I when I start, I told you like I'm a drummer. Was my first solo project. I decide not to have drums, just to be more like easy going and traveling and be more relaxed with uh with touring. So I decide not to use drum at the beginning. Was really like oh shit, what I do now? And slowly yeah. I did it, and then I decide to take this. Let's say this path of exploring the southern Italian music and my culture because mm-hmm. I'm southern Italian. But at the end, you know, it's not that I grew up with the stuff. Obviously, yes, because it was around me. But yeah, I was not yeah. like listening to Tarantella when I was 15 years old. I was going to rave and listening to techno. Yeah. It was just yeah. Discovering again and going deep into the traditions, and uh, I really love to do it, and I love to, I mean, do something to bring them alive now in the present. That's yeah, cool. That's my main idea. Just okay. Don't keep it like in a museum or like in the I don't know in the typical sagra we call it of the town where you have the people dressed playing the traditional song. That's the only. Places where you can listen to traditional music. Let's bring it to another level and let's see if can be alive in the present and if it's still something that give you feelings, sensation, energy, and uh, and that's it. I'm trying to do that. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, I think as as we get older, we kind of tend to like sort of. I mean, especially if you come from a culture where there is like these sort of deep set traditions and traditional music, like if we come from there, when we're younger, we want to kind of get away from that, don't we? We want to just, well, I, I speak, you know, we, we don't really care about it, but as we get older, we re- we start to realize, oh yeah, like this is like my roots or the, the there's, there's a lot of stuff there to be explored, you know? I, I feel the same with, um, with, the Irish stuff, you know, not that I'm like heavily using it in my music, like you're doing with my, 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 but I have found myself getting back into that or wanting, or, or, or you know, wanting to kind of explore it a bit more. Hmm. Not just me. It seems like it, it, Irish music at the minute seems to be like absolutely booming. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a lot, a lot of cool, weird stuff happening, but there's always, it's a, a lot of it is tied in with like, the old style of stuff, you know, and it's it's really great to see like breathing life into into this stuff. You know, it's, I think it's I mean, great. It's something that that is really common to see. I mean, not in Europe and obviously not in United States, but like if you think to South America, Asia, and Africa, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that still work with tradition, but in a contemporary way. It's just Europe yeah. that I don't know. I think even yeah, I don't know about UK but like in Italy 
you know, in the 80s, 90s, United States just hated us. I mean, arrived and say, okay, this is the music you have to listen, the food you have to drink. And when you were a young kid, you were just thinking, ah, Superman is cool, Batman is cool, Spider-Man is cool, fuck our tradition. (laughs) (laughs) Don't eat lasagna, let's eat McDonald's, you know, that bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, I think think it was the same in the UK. It definitely was in Ireland. Um, The American influence was like huge, yeah. And I'm sure it was in England as well. But England always had its own thing going on. That's probably one of the things about England is it, probably one of its main exports has been sort of like culture and music i think in a lot of ways as as much as as much as america i think especially english art and music was always kind of very dominant wasn't it in uh or at least it seemed that way to me um when i was younger yeah. whereas now is now nowadays everything is completely blurred and it, i think it's brilliant you know because we have so much whatever like a lot the the generations of of people that immigrate like emigrate that come to countries doesn't take long like 10 years or a generation for them to start like changing the culture changing the sound of the music changing the mm-hmm. the colors on the streets you know and like Everything i think we're seeing that together. massively now yeah like i think you know like probably one of the places, one of the like the African continent at the moment is like I think one of the most exciting for Absolutely. new music. You know, it's fucking it's wild that place, and then you know the Mediterranean for me. So it's this mix of culture. I mean, it's like I think it's one of the first example of like multicultural world together. So yeah, you know, back in the days, I mean. Italy, Spain, Greece, and North Africa, Arabic world, all together connected by the sea, which was, you know, the way they could communicate and have, like, exchanges. So it's still, I think it's still like that now. It's getting again, I I feel it's strong, like, more than uh, European community. I'm feeling back the Mediterranean community. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) I mean... at least here in the south, in the Mediterranean world, but it's like something is we're getting a disconnection. There's like the north pushing always more and more to the north world. So I don't know, Western civilization, uh, capitalism, and money and working, and the southern world, which is not getting there anymore. It's going slow and slow, and now it's saying, "Fuck you guys." I mean, that's not the world we like. Let's try to understand what what we can do, which is not that one, because we don't want to go on that path anymore. It's not our our way of life. And I'm feeling this. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I've not actually really. Yeah, I've not thought that, but now that you say it, from spending a lot of time in Portugal, like here, for example, the way a, a, a way of doing things seems to be, and I've noticed this in Spain as well. It, people form associations, and they like they properly get together. They form an association or a cooperative, and they they work together to do stuff. And I, I'm sure that that happens in the UK and in Ireland, but I don't think, I don't, one thing I've noticed here in Portugal, and this is especially this 
last 10 days because I was helping to um, helping some people put a festival together here in the in the mountains in North Portugal in the, in the near Gires mountains and um, so they had, they formed an association and people involved in this association or on even like on the outskirts of the association like a different association there was people involved they were like artists and architects cooks and just like technical people and all kinds of people and it was like it's not i don't know if that's really something i'm very aware of in the uk or yeah in the uk let's say where the people actually get together and it's not just artists or it's not just architects or it's not just you know uh, people doing sound or whatever you know it's kind of like the full gamut like it's kind of rare it's like if they had a, maybe if they had a doctor and a lawyer involved in it then it would be the full gamut of sort of people from disciplines which seems like the perfect way to make something good happen you know mm -hmm. like um and that's kind of what happened here really at this this festival that I was at which is called Burr Burr festival and uh, <laughs> yeah so in regards to what you were talking about which is this kind of uh, not phenomenon but this thing where you feel like the south is separating from the north culture a little bit you know and I, I was I guess what I was saying was that I yeah I didn't really think about that but this week here in Portugal this 10 days of doing this stuff has definitely made me look at things and be like hmm there's a, there's a definitely a difference in how things are getting done here to how we do them can I just in, say in the UK can I just yeah. say though, in the UK, it's more like the North getting away from the South. <laughs> I think in the UK, the other way around is, in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> when you, when you go north, at the end, it's all upside down. So, <laughs> but but but, but uh, what do you mean? How do you mean, Chris? What do you mean? So you were saying like you were saying like in Europe, it's more like you know. The South and the North is a bit of a thing going on there, and it's the South, you know, it's the Southern ways of going about things that are kind of trying to break down the tyranny of of what's happening in the North. Whereas in the UK, wait a minute, hold on, wait, wait, Did, <laughs> is that what is that what Tony said? Did he say that the, it's tyranny? I don't know, man. You, I think you might be telling yourself a different, a bit of a story there. Okay, well, I, I use, <laughs> I maybe used the word that he didn't use, but I, what? Yeah, am I on the wrong path here, Tony? Do you want to clarify? No, no, no. What were you saying? What were you saying about the north and the south? I mean, let's say if you, you made me doubt myself if now. You wanna, if you want to get to the, I mean, the deep discussion, I mean, it's all about you know the Eurocentric view and all the colonialism, you know, and. I have to say, like in Italy, for example, the south of Italy, we feel it that the north, uh, it's like we are a colony of north. Because when the north of Italy made Italy unite, you know, yeah, was yeah. Uh, Savoia was, I mean, was not Italy. In the south, we had uh, the Bourbons yeah. and was was a kingdom. And let's say it was absolutely not like 
a great thing, was not freedom, was not all this bullshit, but was pretty rich and everything was working well. When Italy colonized the South, yeah. Let, yeah. Me, let me say this, which is pretty strong, but let's say <laughs> it scares a lot in Italy too. Yeah. That's okay. So you, so you were specifically talking about the north of Italy, not necessarily the north as in north of Europe. Yeah. When yeah, it's, it's all about north, like, you know, like France went and Belgium went to, I don't know, Africa and, you know, to UK, to India. I mean, it's all about what now we call the north of the world and the south of the world. In Italy, we have this little <laughs> special <laughs> happening. So Italy is like the microcosm of the whole yeah. picture. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was saying was correct then, because I was saying yeah. in the UK, it's the north that are trying to escape the south. You know I, what I mean? I so it's like yeah, switch. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, when, like, in England, more you go north and more you feel like the southern attitude. We can say this. Yeah. That's yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And That's I what I was even, saying. Even when you talk with, like, Sweden, yeah, okay, yeah. people, you know, the north is so, like, the small town and there's nothing and they talk about the north like, oh, I don't know what we what they do there. There's weird <laughs> magic thing going on and rituals. <laughs> It's like, you know, what we say in the South, like when the North speak about the South of Italy, and it's like, you don't know what they do there. They don't work. They don't produce anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's the same in like, uh, in Portugal and Spain, like the North is where it seems to be like really the good, the good shit is really happening. Good people, you know. Yeah, and I mean, good people, but there's good people everywhere. But you know what I mean. The north has this kind of mystical quality to it, in a way, and yeah. this, it's the south in in Italy that that has its like mystical qualities. I guess it's because it's still old school. It's like poor and not really overdeveloped, isn't it? You know, it's retained a certain amount of its tradition. You know, when we say it's not developed, it's because when the north arrived when we were colonized all the colonies i mean there was someone saying we have to be this this is the new standard if you don't get there you are not developed but you know the fact is why we should be like you i mean and i'm not saying about southern italian north italian i'm saying about colombo getting to america you know that kind of stuff yeah or, yeah yeah i get you man i get you why the right way of going in the future was the, you know, the white man and the Western civilization and the Eurocentric view. And uh, and what they can say, which can be funny, but it's it's really long discussion, even like philosophical discussion in Italy. It's even this uh, difference between North and South of Italy with the uh, North try to be European. And so, you know, like Milano, for example, and Torino, they feel more like in the Europe than what like Roma and Napoli and Palermo especially wanna be. And it's, it's totally different. And, and at the end, anyway, we, we used to, to push it in that direction. Like we wanna be developed in that sense of, of life. Yeah. Let's but now everything is changing and there's a lot of people thinking, okay, there's maybe other other way, 
other ways to be developed and go somewhere else, not in the direction that then we are seeing even, which is not a great direction, is is bringing the world to the end, mm. you know, the climate changes and the, and the industries and the production, the overproduction of everything and, uh, you know, all about that. So trying to be more like local and mm. more... Well, if you... If you think about it in his, in history, if you're saying like the south of Italy and uh, you know like Greece and stuff like that is the south, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the underpinnings of Western civilization came from those areas, like yeah. Rome. Like mm-hmm. you know, this is these are southern places, really. So yeah. when when does the north get? You know when when does it become evil? because <laughs> the underpinnings of it are quite good you know the freedoms that we have today came from those underpinnings of of early culture you know early ideas of like you know maybe we're not the center of the world and stuff like that and you know what i mean those ideas i think everything I mean, people recognized and used against us all you, what do you reckon? I think it comes from, I mean, when like Europe start becoming like national state, like the national state that brings patriotism and all this, I mean, feelings about your people or like your race at the time and mm-hmm. going to somewhere else and take their land and thinking that they're not at the same level. And, you know, especially the church then brought this, like, you know, the other religions were wrong. And yeah. so you have to teach them who was the real God and everything. But was all this teaching what is right and which is the truth? Yeah. And uh, so this time is, yeah, when, you know, we start moving from Europe somewhere else. So at the end, it's UK, it's French, it's Portugal, it's Spain, which, you know, it's the reason why most of the world now speak English and Spanish. For example, you know, the colonies, yeah. people going there and teaching all their culture. And uh, that's the moment, I think, when there's a switch. It's not Europe, only Europe anymore. It's going somewhere else. And we, we as Europeans, teach the rest of the world uh, what they have to do. Mm. And uh, and there's this big cultural clash. And sometimes sometimes yeah. it's, it's ended really bad, I mean, at the end. Still yeah. now, mm. I mean, yeah, we I can, can we can see that in France right now, or in the last few weeks in France, the, the culture the culture clash that's happening there. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting, man. There is definitely a big shift in like in in culture and, and what's happening due to like the migration, the movement of people. I mean, it's always been that way, but like it's also really. There's going to always be issues, but it's really exciting because it does seem like people are thinking of other ways of 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 living, you know, and other ways of being. And uh, I know, per- I know personally, I am I, 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 big time. I don't want to be, uh, you know, just part of the fucking rat race. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be yeah. another. There has to that has to be another way. And that, this whole thing of this kind of aspirational living, having to have the best of everything and have two of everything, three of everything that you don't need. Yeah, like yeah. I don't have, yeah, I don't have that shit in in my life 
anymore, you know, well, I never really did. But so, yeah, I think a lot of people are going down that that route. But speaking of that, right, so what's your, uh, what's your favorite place or do you have a favorite place in Europe to play, you know? In, to play? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's hard to say because then, you know, it depends from from the night, from the venue, from but more or less, I have to say, like Eastern Europe is, let's say, one of my favorites because especially back like 15 years ago, 12 years ago, 10 years ago, there was really this, they were hungry of new things arriving and it was a different attitude compared, I don't know, to Germany and France about being at the show. So living the, yeah. the music. You know, really in a physical way, with excitement and with, I mean, was something that really was making me, I don't know, fool, you know? Yeah, yeah. Totally, man. Totally. I mean, even now, I mean, we, on our last tour, we played in um, Lithuania and Estonia and in Poland, first time in Poland. And yeah, the shows there were my favorite shows of the tour because of the sort of, yeah, the physicality of the crowd and the, the fact that they loved it. And there were so many like young kids, like, you know, 15, 16 year old kids at the show, really, mm-hmm. really going for it. And the energy was like very different than rocking up into a city like Berlin or wherever, where people have seen it a million times and it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, it's still yeah. great. To, those shows are still great, but the energy is very different. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you have a great show in Berlin or in Paris or in London, it's amazing. You know, it's like it's something that is pretty good. But when you have a great show, I don't know, in mm. other countries, Eastern side or even like outside of Europe, that's that's even better. Like you can feel a different mood in the people, and I love that. Did you ever play Romania? Yeah, once in Timisoara. Yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah. Romania or Serbia. Or, I mean, yeah. Hungary. The shows there. The yeah. shows in Romania are, are fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Um, the show, our show in Hungary was, we only played there once in Budapest. I think it was only once, and that was just a bit of a, a bit of a joke. It was wild. It was just totally, totally wild. Yeah. But it was also a, bit of, also a bit of a joke because there was about 200 people outside the show cooking borscht on, a, wow. on an open fire while the, show, while the show was happening and there was only like three people watching the show. <laughs> but, it, but it was good. It was, it, was, it was a good night, you know? It was a good night. It was a good crack. That was the one where the promoter was saying like, um, oh, there's going to be tons of students down later. And they all came down yeah. and just made borscht and fucking salsa. Yeah, yeah. But it was it a was certain a, day, it was wasn't it? It was a certain day where yeah. they did that. It was like a traditional yeah. kind of day where they did that. So yeah. we were, we were it was in, much competition. <laughs> yeah, we were like the sideshow. But it was it was really interesting to be to be there and just see that. That's another thing. The great thing about touring, isn't it? Is like you you end up somewhere where the culture's totally different and it's it's always a good eye opener you know the gig is good the gig, the gig is 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 the the bonus at the end of it but sometimes yeah. it's not always about the gig it's about just being in the place with the people yeah. you know it's about life and the end sharing yeah. 
Yeah, Romania, Romania for us, nobody knew who we were, but the shows were packed and and the kids were going crazy and it was great fun. And then at the end, they were like, nobody had any money to buy merch and we had obviously the merch table set up as you do. And they were like, can I, can I have this? And we were like, yeah, yeah, sure. That's like uh, 10 euros or whatever the Romanian money was. I can't remember. And they were like, no, I don't have any money. And we we're like, oh, well, just take it then. Whatever. And then at the end of the shows, the guy, the promoter who put the shows on for us, he like said, here's your money. Like, and he gave me this like stack of like notes, like, like this it was. And I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't count it. I was just like, okay, yeah, it must be like a couple of hundred euros there or something. (laughs) When I went to get it, when I went to get it changed, I think it was like, it was either 42 euros or 24 euros or something. (laughs) But it was great. It was for for the experience alone. It was amazing. Like, you know, like, and just, just talking to, just, just talking to the heads really. And, being being quite amazed at how the young people there at that time probably the same age as us in their thirties and their twenties and below, they still talked about kind of Ceausescu. They still talked about that time, and it was still quite evident that there was a shadow kind of hanging yeah. over. You know, we were in we were in the north. We we played in Transylvania and Cluj Cluj a couple of shows around there. And yeah, chatting to people, it would always get down to talking about Ceausescu and then they would take us somewhere to show us some building or something that, you know, where there was weird stuff happening or, so it was, it, there was still a, it was still in the air. So it was really, really interesting. We're not so talking about the Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's why I was, I, that's why I was so excited about going there. I was like, yeah, I was, Where's Castle Dracula? Who's <laughs> a promoter? But it was, it was quite crazy driving in there. So like driving into Romania from wherever it was, maybe it was Serbia or Slovenia. Or so. We drove in somewhere and we came through the Carpathian Mountains and we drove through loads of little villages and roads and, it, and there was Amazing. people driving there. The most thing you saw was like people in horse and cart. Yeah. And um and these nests, the nests of the stork, you know, the stork, the bird, the stork. The these, yeah, the big ones that build these huge nests. Mm-hmm. And they're like the, these nests on the lampposts and on the streetlights and of the road. And it was like, it was really like, wow, like where the, where the hell are we here? Do you, all the, uh, do you remember all the Romany houses as well? Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. Massive, man. big, like gold fucking plated houses and stuff crazy yeah yeah it's incredible yeah i i i love playing those places as well so so for you like going there it's like is that still where the energy is or what about playing in the south of italy like do do people come do people from the south of italy come to see my 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 perform uh, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely it's it's not easy to play in the south i mean you probably know is yeah, unfortunately, and, which is unfortunate because yeah. it would be great to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a, some big difference in the south of Italy. Like, you know, for example, in Napoli, Naples is anyway a big, big city and doing a show there is totally different from like another European big city. But anyway, yeah. you feel the big city. 
like we played Naples and it was more like playing in South America or something. Yeah. Can, can like, be, I mean, I think it's closer to that than something else. <laughs> yeah, the energy there, the energy there was, yeah, it was in the air. It was electric. It was crazy. Yeah. It was electric. It was electric. It was. And everyone was like, just. I remember. Living on pizzas but, and like pizzas. He sounds really <laughs> fucking. <laughs> really stereotypical, but absolutely true. Like. Slices of pizza and espresso, and people were just literally running into places. Boom, boom, and then out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were just like sat there. We're going, wow, life moves so much faster here. It's, it's crazy. And the yeah. roads, yeah. the roads, and constant beeping, beep, 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 beep all yeah. day and night. The it's pretty nice. Do you remember after the show? The show we did in Naples, it was like we went on at about 1 a.m. and we finished the show and then the guys were taken to where we were going to stay. Yeah. And we got, we jumped in this car, <laughs> we jumped in this car, we jumped in this car and we were driving through the center of Naples and then the car alarm in the car just started to go off. Just started going like beep, 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 beep while we were driving. And nobody, nobody knew what to do. And we just like parked the car in the middle of the street because it dis- the car disabled and there was like a row of traffic behind us at like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And we're, we're all stood around for like half an hour just looking at this car, just like with the alarm going off and nobody knowing what to do until we like unplugged the battery. But it was just like madness. But to the guys, it was just all completely normal. But to us, we were like, what the fuck is going on here, man? This is like, this place is crazy. Naples, what even a beautiful. For me, it was beautiful. Me, I was for you, yeah. Even for you, for me, it's it's intense. It's like wow. It's like that's that's like a city where I would love to live, but you really have to change your mind if you live yeah. there. I mean, you have really it's it's different. And I have yeah. even one of the most unique uh, music experience because once we played in a was like a squatted pier. Like the pier of the airport. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so you have to go in the port of Naples, and then one of the pier was just occupied, like a squat. And it was wow. like the guy at the entrance asking for the you know up to you entrance, and then there was like a, a a bar totally legal, just with ice and beers in it, and we were playing at the end of the pier. <laughs> but wow. it was like. Really? You're doing this like a, an occupied pier? <laughs> yes. That's crazy, isn't it? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. D- different different rules apply there, definitely. Different they, uh, rules apply. In the, in the architecture faculty of the university, uh, the third floor is uh, occupied, is a spot uh, where the students can do, they do like skill screening and laboratories, but it's squat. They have a radio. And uh, it's quite sincere. Wow. Like, I think more. At least I've been there the first time like 12 years ago, something like mm-hmm. this. And it's still working as an occupied place. And it's all the third floor of the faculty <laughs> of the <Wow>. university. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just Naples, you know. It's like even in Rome, we are like two hours from Naples and it would be impossible to have something like that. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's mad, man. I would love to go back to Naples, actually, and uh, 
explore it. I mean, do a show or whatever, but I'd actually like to just go there and just be be in it for a, a little while. <laughs> I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, I'd also love to go to Sardinia. That's on the list of places That's to go. Yeah, we talked we talked a lot about Sardinia, which is yeah. the other main place in Italy. Yeah, we have to we have to keep talking about it because we have to manifest it. It's it, it, you know what I mean. We have to keep it in our minds because I would love to go there and, and do some do a residency or or do something. You yeah. know, and when we were together in Ireland, that we went to some like monolithic. Uh, yeah, we went to. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we went. We we went to a place in Sligo uh, called Carol Keel. Yeah, yeah Carol Keel Cemetery. Like that yeah. was pretty yeah. intense. And then we talk about Sardinia, which, I mean, somehow uh, was giving me some feeling similar to Sardinia. It's totally different, you know. But there's it's an island, and it's totally far from the rest around and yeah. there was this yeah monolithic things that in Sardinia are amazing. I showed you something and I mean it's it's crazy. And but yeah you should definitely spend some time in Sardinia. Yeah it's on the list mate. It really is on the list. So what's um hmm. what's next for you what's next for you then man? And we were chatting before and you were saying you're kind of ready for vacation times I guess. But yeah you, it's you you you're going to be working on a new album, or you you say you're also putting on some festivals down in. Uh, yeah, we have we have a couple of festivals with the Salo now, uh, both in yeah. the south of Italy, one in Sicily and one in uh, Calabria. Yeah. And so we will spend like ten days together with the with the guys around, like playing the few shows and then just hanging out in the south. And then I will go for a couple of weeks at my mom's place in Calabria. And actually what they have to do now is like do some music for a movie that they asked me to do, which is okay. They kind of my first experience for like really making music for a movie. They usually use my tracks. It's, I mean, yes, it happens a few times, but uh, there's this new experience I will do. And so I want to use the relaxing at my mom's play doing this. Like, okay. What's the process? Are you looking at things from the film, or what do they what do they call it? Like when they when they have actually going to be the director asked me because he really needs what I do as my my mic is this is like a movie. Uh, it's like the director is from Montenegro. I think it's a Serbian production with an Italian production, and at a certain point, a movie moves from Montenegro to Italy in Naples. And uh, okay. he, he knows like some of the tracks I I used to do like in, in the last album, and he needs something like that, like something which is folkish and brings you to that mood, but in a contemporary way. Mm-hmm. So I mean, cool. it's, I still have to to see the cut of the movie, and we just talked with the director and already used like my tracks as a reference. So I mean, I still don't know. I don't have an idea what I will do, but mostly will be to keep this southern mood in uh, and bring it to the movie. Mm-hmm. And then in its yeah, nice. like, drony thing and more like tenuous music stuff. But this will be a really short part. And then more or less like southern music in a 
in a fucked up way. <laughs> cool. Cool. So, I mean, will you be like, will you be sampling stuff or will you be playing the stuff in yourself? Like when it comes to using this traditional music? Uh, what they did in the last album was just to let people play and sing the traditional things and then I use it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. in the past albums, when I, when I started, I was using like old recordings from the 50s, 60s, like traditional yeah. field recordings or traditional recordings. So, I don't know, rituals and stuff like this. Now, in the last album, I, I record by myself everything, asking people to sing or like to read some stuff or to play. Yeah. So now I will see for uh, for this movie. I told you, not idea yet of what I will do, but yeah. Yeah, usually it's using like uh, the tamburello and some other Southern Italian instruments and then build something with synthesizers and... If there's a need of voice, which in a movie, I don't know if I would use the voice, but I will ask to some people into the, the folk yeah. music from Napoli. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. We will see. It's, that's, yeah, that's what I'm, I will be focused during August. And exciting. Cool. Cool. And then maybe we'll uh, we'll get another tour on the go when you're ready to to tour it again. We can get back I'm on the road. Ready to tour? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> already in September. In September, you already have like four or five shows, so I'm happy. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, we've got nothing on the cards really, but we're all busy with other stuff. You've got holy scum stuff going on, haven't you? In twenty twenty four, Chris. So I'd say because you're going to have an album released, and it's uh yeah, yeah, we're having prog. Well, I don't want to talk. I don't want to go into it at the moment. But I mean, it's constantly anyway, a fucking so, fortune. Yeah, it's, it's the most expensive I album I've ever made for a start. Really? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like fucking crazy. It's like yeah, but you, we're getting there. We'll be right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Holy Scam at Rodburn, but uh, I didn't meet you after the show. I think mm. it was a really good show. Yeah, I slept a lot during that time at Roadburn. Yeah. I think we were mostly during the show in the whole <laughs> yeah, during the show as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of naps going on around that time. I came into the backstage. You were sleeping, and I saw all the beers and the wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, I was playing two days before. I, I <laughs> there was no backstage for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that that was you had a pretty hectic schedule around then anyway, Chris, because you were doing that stuff with Holy Scum, and then we were heading out on that five five week tour with Nod pretty much straight afterwards. So yeah, yeah, tiring, yeah. tiring schedule. I've just start, I've just started a new job as well. Yeah. Oh, you are your, yeah, support worker now, eh? Training, yeah. trainee support worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's going all right. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Just that. Yeah, I mean, it's, so you're just shadowing at the minute. Cool. Not at the moment. Well, training at the moment, but shadowing from I think next week or the week after or something. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a few few shows with Moundabout. We've got a few shows lined up in September in Ireland, but it would be nice to do some more more gigs with that. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the Moundabout project, Tony? Are you aware of it? Not really. No. Yeah. I'll send you. I'll send you some links, man. I'll send you some links. Yeah, we've released an al- Yeah, we've released an album on Rocket last year, and yeah. that, that did really well. That did really well, and we um, we've got another album coming out next month. Um, yeah, it's it's getting labelled as like freak Irish freak folk, psychedelic Irish folk. Um, which oh. you know, whatever I don't mind. I don't mind it being labelled that. I mean, but it is. It's myself and a guy, a friend from Ireland, from Cork, called Phil Phil Masterson, and it's like just guitars and banjos and weird, just weird, but done in a really weird way. And Ooh. I guess there's a bit. I guess there's a bit of tradition in it. It's like we 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 kind of make a point of recording everything and mixing everything in these very kind of beautiful Irish ancient spots or places oh. where things things get a bit blurry where the lines get a bit blurry of like you know <laughs> the borders the borders get blurry and yeah the music is informed by that definitely um but it's a, yeah it's a nice it's a nice project I'm enjoying it like what you were saying before of like a kind of Using your 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 roots, like your your upbringing, as growing up in the south and rediscovering it, and then kind of making it contemporary. I don't think we're we're kind of doing a similar thing, but we've not thought about that as a concept. We're just doing a thing that's happening, and that's that's seems to be the result of it. You know, sort of digging deep into something a little bit uh, part of Irish culture, I guess. But you know. I don't know. I don't like. I don't. I'm taught. I'm. I'm saying these things, and as I'm saying them, I'm kind of doubting myself because it's just music at the end of the day, really, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's just what happens. It's what happens when you sit down and start playing music. Whatever happens, happens. You know. And a lot of the concept for me, a lot of the concepts and ideas are kind of come after the music happens. <laughs> you know, the music opens the gates to what 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 it could what the concept could be or what the vibe is. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, music comes yeah. first yeah it does it, it kind of has to really doesn't it in many ways it has to yeah yeah man so is, what else come on what, is there anything else we should be uh, aware of with My 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 or with what you're doing besides the albums coming out do you do you run a little label as well there's no yeah, fire I used, I used to do it the no fire recordings but let's say if yeah, then at a certain point, I really focus on the venue, organizing shows in Rome and on my music. And I was not really, I think, working well on the label. So I felt like it was not good for uh, the musicians and the bands involved. I mean, it was not like a bad thing, but at a certain point, you know, even a lot of things changed in the DIY world. And I don't know, I was not, go in there anymore and yeah. I just kept I mean anyway my life is music but I said I cannot do everything and doing something bad because I don't have time so I prefer to have a break which I mean it was not 
the label finished now, but it was like, let's have a break and let's see. And now it's five years that yeah. uh, not releasing anything else. And yeah, that was really nice. I mean, I had, I think, like 51 releases. And so it was, I mean, I really enjoyed to, to work with people and the bands and musicians and the artists for the covers. You know, it is, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the last few releases, I was too busy with playing around, touring, taking care of the of the venue, the bar, and everything. So it was like, okay, I'm, I don't respect those people. If I tell you I want to release your music, and then I cannot really be yeah. supportive, you know, I felt bad, and I said, okay, so it's time to to stop for a while, or maybe forever. And, yeah it's hard i mean for me it's for me i I have the little label tesla tapes and it just puts out sporadic releases but it's nothing like i don't i don't put a great amount of work into it i just rely on the fact that i've got two and a half thousand people on Bandcamp that follow the label and people who always will always check out the music and or will you know but i can't for me it's either one or the other for me personally. I couldn't imagine like doing being in a band doing the music and then also trying to run a label because I feel like if I was going to do a label properly, that would probably be the only thing I'd be able to to do really, you know, to do it properly, to do it justice. Mm-hmm. But that's just me personally because I, I don't know. I can I can't concentrate on too many things at the same time. Time for dinner, guys. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here, man. We're go- we're gonna. But, I mean, basically, we've had a good chat. I mean, ta- what what is it that we should be- we should know about or the nod people not people who listen to the nodcast? Like, what have you got happening? You've got some shows in September, right? Yeah, September is um, a couple of shows in Italy and one in a festival in Austria in Linz, and then in October I go to Belgrade for a festival, the Changeover. Mm-hmm. So nice. to the eastern side of Europe, we were talking about. Yeah, nice. And that's yeah, more or less this. Then yeah, Italian shows. Uh, and since in November the album with uh, Lino Caparacina comes out, uh, I will ask the Swamp guys if they wanna try to book some special event like festival or stuff with them because mm-hmm. I told yeah, you that would be cool. He's eight years old, but he's still, I mean, he plays around a few shows, obviously, and always kind of like auditorium and theaters and stuff. But uh, he would love to be to be back in the underground touring life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the yeah. tour, but, you know, having even like three, four shows in, in a couple of months. And that would be a nice thing. So, yeah. it's. I will keep you posted about it and, and let's see what happens. Cool. cool. And is there is there anything else? Come on, what's happening in, in Italy? What 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 music should we be checking out? Come on. What's, yeah. what's going down? <laughs> that's that's not an easy question, but there's that's some good stuff going on. Rome is is always like a good you say good place where something in the dark is boiling and then comes out and on the other side it's not really good exporting 
what happens in the city is kind of uh, makes things and then it keeps it for the people here, which is yeah. something like New Orleans I think. Yeah. But cool. there's, I mean, there's this people from Tropicantesimo, it's called, this crew of great people that does this mix of DJ set and live with people singing. And they do this set of like 10, 12 hours playing with really slow music, like 80, 90 BPM, but all dancing music. And it's like a fluxus of music. It's really like a sound buff. Nice. With a, and the, they are doing something really great in Rome and they are going in other cities now too and they should go abroad too. But mm-hmm. Czech Tropicantesimo is something really east of Rome, our area, oh. and and really beautiful. Cool. So you can send, you, yeah, send us links, man, so we can share them when we put out the podcast as well so other people can check it. That would Absolutely. be great, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is dinner time now. I'm a, I, I want, I'm going to light a fire out here. I'm going to light a fire and I've got some amazing fucking cuts of very, very good beef, local beef to cook on the fire store. Ah. Um, I've got a yeah. sausage casserole waiting. Jen's made a sausage casserole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, have a, a, buff, a buffalo mozzarella and some tomatoes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. You need that in the hot that's weather. Just, that's just the starter, though, right, Tony? That that's just the starter, Tony. Surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, I don't want to see like, you know, I'm I'm on diet. <laughs> <laughs> it's really too hot for food. Like I cannot cook anything. It's too hot. How many so ice creams have you had today? Been, ice been cream? Tan- have you been tanning the ice creams? <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, I had. <laughs> Actually, for lunch, because I went to the studio uh, playing music and going there was, I didn't have lunch and I was like, I cannot eat, I don't have pizza or a sandwich. And I saw a really good ice cream place in Rome. I said, okay, this is going to be my lunch before <laughs> playing some good music. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen, man, it's been really nice uh, chatting to you. And, uh, you know, we we'll do this again. I think, especially when your if your album when your album comes out in November and you want to have a chat about it, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we might even start doing a thing where we actually not just chat. We when somebody uh, like yourself, our friends have got albums coming out, we have a chat about the album, but also actually play some bloody music from the album, yeah. which would be which would be mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Great, guys. <laughs> Was a really nice, nice time. It was really nice to talk with you. I mean, it was yeah. long time. I met Chris at the road barn, but you, Paddy, was pretty long time. Been a, been a while, man. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. I mean, these these podcasts, these nodcasts, are actually a really good way for us to just catch up with our our mates, yeah. you know, and uh, and talk to people and uh, and just chat chat shit really, <laughs> and uh, you know, and I think I think some people out there find them interesting. You know what I mean? We've we get we have listeners and it's really it's nice to be able to talk to people. I mean, I don't know how many podcasts or whatever you do, Tony, where you just talk with, with your friends. But it seems like in our in our musical sphere, there's not a lot of it happening. So it's nice to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's cool. 
So, nice one, brother. Yeah, take it easy, man. Great. <laughs> Talk soon and take care. Talk soon.